0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hockey! Yeah! Oh, My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. For those of you watching live, we appreciate it. For those of you tuning into the podcast or watching later on, we appreciate that as well. Zolgad and Declan Goff. Well, Declan, we didn't really anticipate doing a show at this hour, no. but, you know, I had forgotten. I, I got a note from a guy on Twitter last night saying I, uh, saying from him, I seem to recall that the Golden Knights expansion list leaked out way before the actual show they did uh, a few years back when Vegas came in the league, and I said, I just don't recall. Well, whoever you were on Twitter, you were right. It <laughs> leaks out because we have all types of leaks about what the Kraken Uh, have done as far as shaping their roster. Now, there's going to be a show on ESPN2, I believe it is, tonight at 7 p.m. Central time to talk about this. But clearly, everyone will essentially know what has happened. And let's get, Declan, to the headline of the day involving the Minnesota Wild. And that is they have lost another defenseman. Not a big surprise here. Carson Soucy goes to the Kraken. It looks like... uh, there was some thought yesterday that Kapokokkanen might be the crack in selection as a goaltender, but they already have taken three of those. So they're out on Kapokokkanen. So the Wild does not lose the backup to Cam Talbot, but they do lose a valuable defenseman. And before I turn it over to you, let me just give the depth chart, because the depth chart uh, for the Wild, which defensively was very, very good at the end of the season, is um, a little bit more barren now. Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodine, Matthew Dumba, who, by the way, has now survived after we all were trying to trade him for like two years, he becomes an instrumental part of the blue line. Kalen Addison definitely going to vie for a job, and I think he'll win one. Uh, Brennan Manel uh, looks like a guy who very well could win a job. And we expect Ian Cole now, especially with cap space cleared out for 2021 22. Ian Cole, the veteran defenseman who the Wild got from Colorado last year in a trade and played very effectively. Certainly provided some stabilizing influence on the blue line, playing alongside Susie. He's a free agent, but he is likely back. So the Wild has uh, Bill Guerin has some work to do defensively. I will say this: it looks like there's no side deals this time, Declan. Nope. It looks like there's no wink winks. You take this guy, not to take that guy. Yep. It looks like this is straight up. We we were going to lose a good player. We've lost a good player. If you're Bill Guerin, you're saying this. And we'll begin the work from there, but nothing. There's no Alex Tuck component to this, which I at least like a lot.
1: Yeah, that part is nice. And obviously, you know, we will figure out if those trades went down when the show airs on on ESPN uh, later this evening. You know, there's a trade freeze going on right now, so those could still potentially still happen down the road. But these leaks are coming out, and uh, it looks like the Wild will be losing Carson Susie. You know, it was between him and Capo Kokkinen. And um, judging by what Seattle did, and it sounds like right away they prioritized goaltending. Um, they have taken Chris Drager from um, from the Florida Panthers, uh, Vichak, uh, Vanacek from, I believe, the Capitals, and uh, Decord from the Ottawa Senators. So they actually have three goalies um, right now that they have already selected. So Kapo Kakanen is not going to be one of them. Carson Soucy is who they're going to go with, and it looks like, to be honest, they're going defense heavy. Um, and they're also going cost-effective heavy. Uh, so the Wild from this, for the Wild side, though, this is, I think, good news. Um, I I would have, I would have rather kept Kapo Kockinen, um over Carson Susie. Now, this will create a problem, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Um, but I actually think either having Kapo Kakinen, number one, as just the backup and the insurance plan, and potentially your long term goaltender for the Wild, is a good thing. And it potentially could still get you something in a trade if you want to explore that route. We talked about Jack Eichel yesterday on Mackey and Judd, which you can find right here on our Score North YouTube page. We're still pumping out Wild Conversation, Twins Conversation, Wolves. Um, there's plenty of stuff right here. Hit that subscribe button if you want daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Um, but Kapo also gives you another trade chip potentially, if you want to explore that route. So... Carson Susie's a loss. They're going to have to fill that out. We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but I don't think this is the end of the world from the wild side. Like you said, from the Vegas uh, draft four years ago, you had to make the backdoor deal just to protect Dumba and Brodeen. You lost Alex Tuck, who's now as a superstar in lost for the Vegas golden Knights. Um, this is, I think as expected for the wild so far in the expansion draft with the Seattle Kraken.
0: Yeah. Th- this is the guy that I was pretty sure the last couple of weeks in Susie that they would take, they took, they took him. um, Two thoughts about what the Kraken are doing and their new GM, Ron Francis, who was the GM in Carolina before he was fired from that job. One is it appears that they are not going to necessarily chase the Golden Knights model of being really good right away. Now they're putting together a nice team, but there was some thought of, despite the injury concerns, would they take Carey Price from the Canadians? Now Carey Price to be clear about this, was the one that went to the Canadians and said, don't protect me. I've got a knee problem. I've got a hip problem. And he is due to be examined in New York tomorrow, could miss a substantial amount of time next season. But he's from, and I think his wife is from British Columbia, going to Seattle would have made sense as far as a face of the franchise type of guy. That clearly is not going to happen uh from the blues of course Tarasenko was exposed and there was some thought that they might go after a guy like Tarasenko who's a veteran guy who's been hurt a lot but when he's not hurt he's outstanding they are not going to do that um I believe they actually engaged in discussions because they could with Gabriel Landeskog, the free agent from Colorado who thinks he's going to get about 10 million per year which I don't think he's going to he's a really good player but he's not that good and so it sounds like that broke down so i think seattle is trying to build more of what you would consider not to be a bad team but more of an expansion team and they were also to go back to the time period where they were going through expansion lists what i was what i read was that they were after in in like exchange so in like what the golden knights did well if you were to do if the Kraken was to do a team a favor, the Kraken was asking for a first-round pick in return, which I don't think a lot of teams are going to be anxious to give up. So, what it seems like the Kraken is going a little bit more the expansion route of of taking, like you said, Dex, defensive players. They might not be great right away, but as an expansion team, you have two or three years just to sort of pack the house and fans are excited. As far as the wild goes, this is probably best case, right? Yeah. So, if... Cause if you lose Capo, you gotta replace him. And I still think Capo might have an upside that far exceeds how long Cam Talbot's gonna be the goaltender here. So I think this I think it's twofold a, a win not to lose Capo. One is just for right now. It keeps you it means that you don't have to go chase a goaltender in free agency, and that would probably be a veteran guy who wouldn't be here long and certainly wouldn't be your goaltender of the future. Now the wild does have some prospects in goal as well, which is fine. Uh, but Cabo Kocken and to me, especially during that stretch where he played so well, showed something. And Cam Talbot's probably going to be a short-term guy here, which is fine because he, yep. he was a very solid goaltender. But, you know, Susie is a loss. He eats minutes, no question about that. He is, I think, turned himself into a steady player, not a dynamic one. It hurts to lose him. But mm-hmm. if you had to go through the list of guys that you were going to lose in the expansion draft... He's probably, he's a guy that can be replaced. I, I think now with the salary cap room that you've cleared with Suter and Parise being gone, and I know this is going to bite you in the ass in a couple of years, but just for now, that was an extra, I think, $10.3 million. And I think ultimately now the Wild is dealing with something like $26 million plus in cap space. I think Ian Cole's back for sure. So now we go Spurgeon, Dumba, brodeen. I think Addison makes the opening night roster, no questions asked, unless he's terrible in camp, which I don't think he will be, mm-hmm. uh, and Cole. So that's five right there. So you need a sixth, uh, but I don't I don't think this kills you. Uh, I do think it shows you one thing, though, Dex, that to me is so intriguing. And it goes back to what transpired a week ago Tuesday when Parisi and then shockingly Suter were bought out uh, or was bought out. This shows you how bad Bill Garrett wanted the purge suitor from this team. Like, think about this. Yeah. He is a functional, he is a very functional, at least top four, if not top two, but top four for sure defenseman. Um, he can play a lot. I mean, just think about what this says about the dynamic of wanting to get not one, but both of those guys out of the room where you would create the space and be happier to bring back Ian Cole, mm-hmm. who, look, I was impressed by him, and yeah. I like him. There's no way he's on the same plane as a player as Suter is. So this just speaks volumes again, knowing that you probably were going to lose Susie as to how um, how much of a, a feeling you felt that Ryan Souter had to be cleared out.
1: Yeah, it, it, this is Garen changing the culture and changing the trajectory of this team. Clearing out Carson Susie too, by the way, now gives the Wild $29 million in cap space for this summer. So big moves are going to happen. Now, a lot of that's probably going to go to Kaprizov. A good chunk of that's going to go to Fiala. God willing, obviously, he's still on the roster, not use the trade ship. So there is plenty of cap space at play here. That does not mean that there's going to be crazy spending, but there's plenty of cap space at, at play. To answer your question about how much he wanted Suter off this team, yeah, I, I just, Garen, we've talked about this a million times, that he was a decorated player. He knew his role towards the end of his career, that his, that his time was dwindling. How can I be a good locker room leader in that Penguins locker room, knowing that that's Sydney's team? You know, Garen could have went in there with his pedigree and with his with with, with everything he's accomplished, said, no, I'm still going to have this locker room by 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 my hands, even though I've only been here for two seasons. No, he said, no, it's a Sydney's team. So what can I do to help either A, elevate Sydney, and also not make my game a train wreck? What can I do to help out this team on and off the ice? And he saw Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi as that era is now ending. He wants to turn, change this culture and he wants to turn the page onto the next era of wild hockey. And I don't blame him for that one bit. Um, Ryan Suter and Zach Brise elevated this franchise. That's, that's correct. Uh, it, it saved it from a tick from a marketing side. It was maybe the most genius thing they've ever done, um, but they had to go and it, it, it they're going to pay the piper here and in, 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 for three seasons after this. And, and, and it's going to be lengthy, but Your window to win a cup, in my opinion, is in the next three seasons. It's not five or six or seven years down the road. Sorry, LeBron James. That doesn't really work here for hockey. Um, Your window is to win it in the next two or three years and compete hard. And look, Vegas is still good. Colorado is still good. Um, You're not necessarily with this current roster as it's constructed right now in the same conversation as Colorado and Vegas, but I think you're closest if you get the right center in here. So... This is the first. These are the tweaks, as Paul Fenton used to say. At Paul Fenton, infamously said at his press conference, these are the those tweaks are happening. With now Carson Soucy now gone, and you're going to see what you're going to do with 29 million dollar in cap space. So there's going to be a big move coming. Um, but it's time for the next era in wild hockey. And Carson Soucy now leaves in the expansion draft. You still keep Capo Um You know Victor Rask will still most likely be on this team. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but I, I think it's just it, it goes to show, yeah, that Bill Guerin wanted his stamp on this team, and he's creating it.
0: And this also, from the way that the Wild is conducting itself business-wise right now, hockey operations, this also is, speaks volumes to the fact that that uh, I think we can we can pretty much take our Vikings statement or our Vikings, um, our Vikings, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of, our motto, motto. no excuses. Yep. We could take that and transfer that to 2021-22 Wild because if you think about this now, um, this team is going to have... Before you go into the potential salary cap hell of Parisi and Suter in a couple of years, um, you're going to have, to what you just said, Dex, a ton of salary cap room to work with. You're going to be able to make a big deal. You're going to be a- able to take on a contract at least short term, not long term maybe, but short term. And you're going to be able to, and I say this with, with no smart-ass intentions, pursue a Stanley Cup this coming season. Yeah. If you make the right moves, you can pursue a Stanley Cup. And look, uh, this also hit, hits on, and I'm sure that Garen has talked about this with his hockey uh, operations people, this also hits on a very important fact, and that's Kaprizov's not a young player. Kaprizov's in his prime. He is 20, he's going on 25. He's going to be in his prime. So this is not a, we hope he's going to improve. Certainly there's room for growth, but you are getting as you saw for a lot of the season in as he wanted to call her last year, you're getting a player who is going to be on your first line and should be dominant in 21, 22. And if you can get him a center and you now have the room to do it for this coming season, if you can build this thing, right, you are going to be in extremely good shape to not make the playoffs but make a run at the Stanley Cup. And that window, because you you keep saying it, and I I agree, Dex, that window, which is wide open right now, actually is going to close a little bit more after 21-22. Yeah. Because it's going to get tougher. Yep. Because once once those cap hits uh, kick in for Parisi and Suter and start to hurt you, you're going to have to trim. You're going to have to take away from your team. So I really think in a lot of ways I can convince myself pretty easily that Bill Guerin is trying to build a team that can win a Stanley Cup in one year. It, now, obviously the ideal thing is sustained success and championships, mm-hmm. but really if you examine where the cap is going to go, and we're assuming right now it basically stays flat at $81.5 million for the coming seasons, this the year that's coming is the year that the Wild is going to have, if they do this right, a fantastic chance. And if you now supplement the blue line correctly and bring guys in, and that's where, again, That's the damning thing about the Sooner move. As a player on the ice, he should have been part of the stop process. Like it's still a lot of money, but we've still but we've got this really good defenseman. And they thought, uh uh, want no part, want more guys like Ian Cole. So yeah, I think that this definitely puts us wild wise into no excuses mode. Mm -hmm. And I think it puts and I think it's in what could be perceived as a positive way. I think it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on this franchise to make a run and be damn good starting this fall. The, 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 it's the right
1: pressure to have. Um I I don't want to ever hear that, right? I I don't want to ever cuz I've been, I've heard it before. I I don't want to hear no like we have to wait because, you know, the cap hits are are going up and we we you know we still don't have the number 1 center. We don't want to give up for Jack Eichel. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. That that is seriously some serious Minnesota Twins um blinders on with 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 let's wait. Let's be patient. Let's not mortgage our farm. The time is now. Jack Eichel might not be it. I know you're out on that idea, but Jack Michael not Jack Eichel might not be it, but once in a generation centers don't come along like this. And this window right now the Wild have, they have to attack it right right away. You can't wait five or six years down the road. You don't know where you're going to be. There could be a new coach. There could be a new GM. Kaprizov could be gone. Fiala could be traded. Rossi could be a bust. Boldy might not be. Like, you don't know what this is going to look like six years down. You, it, it's, it's fun to always go down and, and just assume. You know, when you sign Parisi and Suda for 12 years, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be great for 12 years. It doesn't work like that. It's going to bite you in the butt. So you have to realize the window is right now. And the pressure is on. Like if if the wild get off to a slow start or they're the typical January swoon season where they're outside of the top eight by the new year, we're going to be pissed, and rightfully so. You should be pissed. You shouldn't say, "All right, let's just punt and wait for next year." No, the pressure is to win it right now and compete right now. So th- there's there's pressure on Bill Guerin. He, he's he, I haven't seen him make a a foolish move yet. I really like the, of all the Guerin decisions he's made, I I don't really look at one that I that I'm really puzzled by. You know, Fenton had the disaster. Decision to send Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rask, that was a terrible idea. But I've yet to see Bill Guerin make a big mistake. But the pressure is on him to make the next right move. And the next chess move he is going to make is going to probably define his tenure, Judd. Like, the, the next move he makes in this offseason is probably going to define it. If you're, indeed, if you're indeed finding that number one center. Not to go on another topic, but like, I don't think Matt Dumba gets traded now. If you lost Susie, I see no Kendrick. instance that Matt Dumba gets traded. Um nope. th- now you now you're just down to Brodeen and 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 Spurgeon. I mean, your defense has already now taken a hit with Suter gone, Susie gone. Matt Dumba's on this team. I I mm-hmm. that that's just now I think a given. Um so the next move he makes trying to find this top line center is gonna be the most important decision that Bill Guerin will make in his wild tenure.
0: Yeah, I think well, I think there's two things that we're gonna see in the coming months that are gonna define Guerin. How quickly or how long of a contract, the term that he gets Kaprizov signed to because that whole Kaprizov thing has to sort itself out here and until he is signed you can't necessarily completely dismiss the threat of him going back to Russia we don't think he will but it's still a threat Um, and if he signs him to a three-year contract and walks him into free agency that's going to be perceived certainly as a move that the Kaprizov camp controlled so I think that's a defining thing fair or not for Bill Guerin and then you're exactly right the center the center is huge now Here's why Eichel. Here's why I'm more out on Eichel today than I was yesterday. You don't have time for him to get healthy. You need to win this coming season. Mm-hmm. Like, like it or not, this is your window. When you pulled the plug on Pries and Suter, you are slowly but surely for a couple of years putting yourself in, in. I think it's two years down the road. You're in cap hell. Okay. Yep. I don't. I don't have time to trade for Eichel and get him well. Now, if he could step in. In training camp which he can't do he still has not had the surgery on his neck and he still might um I would feel totally different but I don't have time for him to heal and then by the way once he heals and comes back it's going to take him a while to get back into game shape and to get back to being the superstar player that we know he can be so this is why I think they definitely make a trade for a center it'll probably be more like a guy like Devork from the coyotes or somebody like that yeah um I think they definitely get a guy who they trust and who they like a lot and who is not perceived as an ace center. Uh, But they certainly hope that player can step in. But I don't think you have time to get Eichel healthy. Now, I did see that the Ducks and Kings both said, and this also might be posturing, that they're out on Eichel. Um, Buffalo was asking, not surprisingly, for Drysdale or Trevor Zegras from the Ducks, who are just great players, great young players. I wouldn't trade them either. Um, But that being said, the Ducks are Kings. I think have more time because if Eichel if they trade for Eichel, they're not great teams now. So he's got time to get healthy and ramp back up and then start playing again. I, I think there's an immediacy now that the Wild has set itself up for Dex that makes you far more that makes you have to. It's imperative to get someone who can step in opening night of 2021-22 and make a difference. And the other guy that you've talked about that I think is becoming more and more plausible. And Bill Guerin and Dougie Wilson of the Sharks have done a lot of business. Thomas Hurdle. Yeah. Like that one makes, because, because I think the perception, that's not the right word. I think the feeling on Hurdle very correctly is he is a, without question on the wild number one center. Like there's no debate there. Yeah, it's not like, like well, Eric's X really good. He's too. He's
1: 27. He's a decorated. Yeah. He's yeah. a number one. He's a number one center.
0: And it's going to cost you yep. like that's going to cost you too. It's not going to cost you the Eichel price tag, which I think is ridiculous, but. My point being is that's the type of move I could see because that's a guy who can step in opening night, and because you're right, like I know we always think eh, it's a long season. You know, hockey's such a long season; you got plenty of time, but you really don't. And history has shown that if teams are in the playoffs or out at Thanksgiving, often that determines your yeah. fate. Yeah, Thanksgiving true. comes. pretty damn quick. Quick. So if that's what if that determines your fate, I don't think you can afford to be like, well, I will be back in January. Now we'll be back in February. Um, So that's why I guess I would go to like a hurdle trade, which will cost you a lot, but will give you a player who will return immediate dividends. And I don't think there's many, if any, questions there. I still have questions on Jack.
1: Yeah, no, Thomas hurdle would be I mean, I would prefer hurdle over Eichel 100 percent. Okay. Um. I it, it won't. Yes, like you said, it won't. It won't come cheap. You'd still have to give up probably multiple first round picks. Again, I I dangle Capo Cock to them. Sharks are going to rebuild. Sharks have to rebuild. Um. They're not going to be good for a while. They're in Cap they're hell as want well.
0: Boldier Rossi. Yeah,
1: and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying, hey, here's first round pick and a Capo cock and give us Thomas Hurdle. Yeah. And by the way, Hurdle has a three team trade, so he has to approve this trade as well. Um, so this, this is not just a simple, hey, you have no claws in your deal. You're, you're going to be moved, but San Jose is going to be bad for a long time. And as much as Thomas Hurdle has claimed on the record how much he is San Jose hockey and loves San Jose and wants to be here, do you, do you want to go through a four year rebuild, Thomas? And for the next four years with the Sharks being a disaster, like I'd rather he come here. And the other caveat is he's entering the last year of his contract. So you're, you're going to have to pay him now for the wild side. That's good news right now because you can afford, you know, he's making like $5 million this year, which is a steal for what he produces. Um, but you're going to have to give him eight to eight to probably, you know, $8 million a season over the next four or five years. He's going to want that. He deserves that. He's a very good center. He shoots a ton. He's an analytic starling. Like th- this would be, I'm literally now talking myself even more in a Thomas hurdle. Um, but you, you would get this guy, plug him in right away and he would be your number one center. That would be the number, that would be the guy I would, I would go after.
0: The Meadows at Mystic Lake is hosting the 2021 Land of Lakes Legends Classic, August 6th and 7th. See some of the greatest names in the history of women's golf as they compete in the inaugural Land of Lakes Legends Classic presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. The Legends of the LPGA Tour is known for its fan-friendly environment, with lots of opportunities for autographs, limited roping, and photo ops after the rounds. To learn more about the August 6th and 7th event, stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com, owned and operated by the shakopee Minwakinton. Sioux community and look i'm ordinarily not for trading prospects for guys who are going in to the last season of their contracts but if you look at where this team is right now and if you look at the opportunity that's presenting itself where you have a lot of cap room now and you won't in the future here's my question as much as we would like to see this team built up and it needs to be and bill Garren's done a really good job of and it started with Fenton to his credit too, with replenishing the a farm system that Chuck Fletcher had left pretty much barren yep. um, with where this team stands cap wise and how this is going to become sort of a dance and you win a cup or you go to a cup. I don't think you're going to say we we shouldn't have done that. Right. We shouldn't have made that deal. And it's not going to hurt your cause. I'm not saying this solves the problem, but it's not going to hurt you. If you could call the Kaprizov camp and say, we got your center. It's Thomas.
1: I mean, I I, he's not going to be like, well, that's not good enough for me. I I literally I took flack for that, too, because people thought that uh, when I said that, find your center and then go back to the Kaprizov negotiation table because it's only going to help you. That did not mean that I'm ignoring Kirill Kaprizov's needs. The the, the need is to sign him. He's he's priority number one. He is priority number one. But yeah, sometimes yeah, right. you have to do the secondary things to achieve your primary objective, okay? And if you can find Thomas Hurdle, or let's even say Jack Eichel or Christian Dvorak, whoever it is, and say, Kirill, here is the guy. Like, I know you maybe you might have trepidations on how this team is constructed right now. You know, you you were you carried this team and you dragged them literally with some help here and there with your defense and goaltending, but you were the main cog, rightfully so. You control the poker chips right now on this negotiation table. I get that. But here's your number one center. Here's Thomas hurdle for you to play with every day. You don't have to play with Ryan Hartman again. You know, you, you have the, a legitimate top center for you to play. Now let's get you signed. And also if that means just five or six years. Okay. I know the end goal, obviously the top well,
0: goal six is eight,
1: but yeah, exactly. So like if, if it's going to be more than five at this point, I think it's extremely unlikely. So if, if you get Thomas hurdle, that's going to help the pre soft negotiations. If you get the number one center, whoever it is, it's only going to help it. I really do.
0: And- And if you're as good as you expect or anticipate that you could be with those components, guess what? It's going to become a much easier selling point to try and keep them if you're a Stanley Cup team. If if you're a team that and if there is traction there and if there's chemistry there, I'm not that's not going to fix the entire thing. But my point is, if the wild gets to where they want to go very, very soon here, the selling points are going to become easier. It's still going to come down to finances. I get that but it's not going to hurt you. If Thomas Hurdle can get can help get you to a Stanley Cup Finals playing with Kaprizov, everyone's going to say, this was pretty fun. This team's really good. It's well run. Um, it doesn't save them. It doesn't mean that they stay for sure, but it does mean you at least give them something to think about. Before we wrap up, let's talk about Kaprizov uh, because we, we talked about this on Mackie and Judd today, but we should probably address it here, Declan. So a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Weeks, who has the same agent as Kaprizov has now, tweeted out that Kaprizov was in Moscow and that there was an offer from um, CSKA Moscow, a KHL team that Kaprizov had previously played with, and that Kaprizov might be talking to them back in Russia. It then quickly came out that, well, in fact, Kaprizov was back in Russia for a wedding. Um, he obviously has family there, so like, don't panic that he's in Russia. And Bill Guerin uh, told several people, including Judd's Hockey Show, that he really didn't think that Kevin Weeks' tweet was, was professional the word? He he basically yeah. didn't. He basically thought it was a little bit of an overstatement. Blah blah blah. Um, so, okay, that's all fine. Pierre LeBrun, heavy hitter in the in trafficking information. Um, if if you were to equate him to football, uh, on the you know the Shefters of yeah, the world.
1: Excuse me, plugged in.
0: Baseball, Ken Rosenthal. Uh, he tweeted clearly after talking to the Capriza camp as well. That CSKA Moscow has an offer to Kaprizov. Now, KHL teams can't pay as much, obviously, as National Hockey League teams. But what they can do is work under the table deals. Um, and LeBron's feeling is that Kaprizov will resign here. But he basically said, "Don't dismiss the fact that there are things going on here, and and that there are there's a disagreement." And you just said this on the term of the contract, the Wild. Has offered seven or eight years. The Kaprizov camp has come back at three, so they could literally walk Kirill into free agency and then give him his choice of teams, much like the whole Artemi Panarin thing played out. You put your concern on a scale of one to ten at a six, and I said a five, um, which is rare. You but hard, let me paint. You know? Well, but but let me paint the question to you in this way too though because i think it's very important that we think about the wild in in the actual window that exists because the whole cap thing is crazy i mean this whole cap thing is going to be crazy how much does it change your opinion though the caprice if you okay let's say you bite the bullet sign him three four years worst case three years which you hate to do but you get him back for next season and again there should be a run there so how much does be, – because you, you keep saying it, and it actually plays into Kaprizov doing a shorter-term deal. And I tend to agree with your philosophy here. This is not a wait wait for five years and Kuro Kaprizov in the wild is going to win a Stanley Cup. This is literally a, a, oh, my God, you could win a Stanley Cup right, right now. And, in fact, yeah. if you don't, like if you if you bust next year, it's as almost as big as the, the twins in two thousand twenty one it's a big bust. So how much does that change your opinion and feeling that we're not talking about a, well, in seven years it's going to be great.
1: I don't care about seven, eight years down the road if, I agree if, if, if yep. it's a if it's a three year let's say it's a three year contract, you win the Stanley Cup in that first three years, Creel walks at twenty seven goes in New York. I don't care. In fact, if that's a guarantee, if that's a guarantee that I at least make a that I make the Stanley Cup. In the next three seasons and Kirill only is signed here for three years, I'm taking that bet. I'm gonna take that bet over the five year, six year contract and just say, Now but anything's at play. I'd rather take the bet that you go the Stanley Cup. Who knows what happens there? And if he gets you the Stanley Cup, Kyrill, if you wanna then get paid in New York or LA or whatever the hell you want to go back to C S K and Moscow, whatever the hell it is in KHL, hang out with Putin, I don't care. I do not care what you do. In these next three years, if you bring us a Stanley Cup, that's all I care about. Yes. It's a great idea to have him for the rest of his wild tenure. It'd be great for him to be the next Alexander Ovechkin, and he spends his entire career here. I don't, I'm not really looking down the road here. I'm, I'm looking at championship window, and this team's championship window is open significantly, and they have an opportunity to do it. So if that means I have to sacrifice longer term from Kirill Kaprizov's contract, I'm all in on that. I'm absolutely all in on that. But it is a pan- right. I, my panic is at a six,
0: though. That is, that's still high. Now, is your panic at a six that he's not going to do a longer-term deal, or actually stay in Russia? Like the that's that's the that he, that, option. That, that, he
1: that he stays in Russia.
0: Yeah, and I think the deal
1: gets done. It's just yeah, yeah.
0: And the one thing that I will say for those completely dismissing the CSKA Moscow option because oh he you know he clearly wants to play in the National Hockey League, and the one thing I will say is, and you know I told you and Phil this this morning as well we don't know him well enough to truly know his intentions sure like on the surface i agree he's coming back here that's on the surface but we didn't really cover him we watched him like we don't know anything about him really um he he didn't talk a lot and when he did the rare occasions that he did zooms it was through an interpreter which again just to be clear i have no problem that an athlete uses an interpreter don't care if they're good, I'll watch them no matter what. Uh, but we also didn't go in the locker room. We didn't ever talk to him. We really don't know him. And let's say he loves his parents a lot or he loves, you know, I mean, who knows? He's from there. So that's the one thing that I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely say it's all smokescreen. I think it's a negotiating ploy. And I think the most important thing that we're going to learn about this is when Bill Garen actually gets on a plane and goes to Russia, probably to sit down with Kirill and one on one hash this out. Uh, but, but I saw a, a uh, message on the screen earlier The last one before this one Which I which I think is in Russian So I can't read it Because I would need an interpreter for that um, The last message on the screen before this Basically said if Kaprizov remains in Russia And plays for CSKA Moscow In the KHL here his His NHL career is essentially ruined forever Won't ever get what he wants here I don't agree with that If he stays there and plays out the string So where the Wild loses rights and he wants to be a ranger or a king you think they wouldn't sign, sign no. him in a heartbeat
1: yeah i don't think it ruins his career necessarily but i mean it does damage and it hurts the
0: yeah it, it, right it, but i mean they'll sucks, still yeah. like if he plays three more years in russia and it's like okay i'm a free agent now yep. you think you think mark messier's old team ain't gonna <laughs> sign him so all right um unless something dramatically changes This will be our Judd's Hockey Show for today. Now, if something dramatically changes and we find out more, we will come back on. Yep. And as I said, the ESPN expansion show, the Seattle Kraken expansion show, is at 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN2. So we will come back if something changes regarding the Wild. But for now, we know Carson Soucy um, has reportedly been taken by the Kraken, the Wild down another defenseman. And trades can resume with the rest of the league. Tomorrow Mm -hmm. It could be a lot of fun. And if it does, we will be back for a Judd's Hockey Show if it involves the wild. Then he's Declan. I'm Judd. Declan. Pass score.
1: Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's Dog DNA Test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.
0: Your story, it
1: lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by
0: those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.